1: what is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast coming to you live sunday may 28th had to pull out my calendar real quick to figure out what day it was i'm your host for the evening jacob niffin got jd silva with me fellas got call r
3: i wear my sunglasses at night so i can't so i can't uh hey guys uh it's it's 909. It's central time in America.
1: Um, we started this podcast and there was still a little bit of sunlight outside that made me very happy.
3: I like that's why I like the summer so much
1: same. Um, we are brought to you by the dailythunder.com, the DailyThunder.com and the Blue Wire podcast network. gentlemen. let's talk some basketball
3: i would love to talk some basketball i assumed that's why we were here <laughs>
1: we could talk some uh, some derek white i
3: i will we'll get pit. we'll
1: get to around the association i lost my damn mind when i, I saw that I, would,
3: I was unhappy i didn't think he made it i thought he made it i was pissed immediately i
1: was pissed at the marcus smart shot yeah and then he tipped that in and i was like i don't think that's good and they showed the slow-mo replay and nah. i was just like Insane. Oh my
3: it god! Looked like, it looked like it. It looked like it hit backboard before the light mm-hmm. went off to me. I guess.
1: Shout out to Derek so, White, man. What? No, a
3: play. no! I was so <laughs> mad. That was clutch. Like you know, realize how big of balls Jimmy Butler has to have to do that.
4: Oh, the three well, free throws. Yeah, Boston yes. almost played yeah. themselves
1: with the challenge.
4: That's true.
3: That was weird. Yeah. Anyway,
4: it was
1: wild. And it wild. Works um draft is approaching june 22nd that means we are one two three and a half weeks away from the nba draft uh three and a half weeks away isn't long we're gonna start getting like quite a bit of scuttlebutt quite a bit of rumors uh those draft podcasts where Woj or zach Lowe have on somebody like gavoni um where sam vicini has somebody on and you get some of these talks of possible trades and what's being rumored out there. Like that stuff is very soon about to like be hitting your podcast feeds. Um, It's one of my favorite times of the NBA calendar. So before all that stuff gets here, guys, I thought tonight we could talk about every Thunder fans favorite topic, which is trading up in the draft. Thunder currently sit at pick 12. There's a lots of talk about like who's ahead of them, what players they may go for. So I figured we would start at pick one, go all the way down to pick 11 and see, are there any spots where the Thunder like logically could make a trade to move up in this draft? Before we start, I did a little bit of homework. I want to give you guys some context. We're going to make this into a little game. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a trade. And then I want you guys to see if you can figure out what the, the contents of that trade was. Okay, Does that make sense? Fun. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sure.
1: It, it'll make sense once I start, here. So first, I looked up the past five years of draft night trades for the Thunder. Five years, they've made five trades. Each year... Oh, Sometimes even... actually, It's actually more than five trades, but they've made a trade each year on draft night. So let's go back and see if you guys can figure them out. Uh, last year's the easy one. Thunder trade three protected firsts for pick 11 and get... Jade. Usman Jang. Usman Jang, yes. Almost blew it
4: in a big spot. Well, we... You said... Do you say start to say Jaden? Uh, no, I almost said Jada, but he was 12. and I, oh, okay. okay, okay,
3: okay. And
1: 2021... The Thunder made a trade in the first round. Picks six. They got pick 16. Wait. They traded pick 16 to get pick 18 and two future firsts. Pick 16, the pick they traded, ended up being who? A a player that I. I, It's Alperin Shangun. It is Alperin Shangun. They slid down two spots to 18 to select
3: Kamiar. Who they select? Trey Man. Trey, Trey man. Man. Every, you know, the guy that's, uh, you know, I just predicted <laughs> a score line when what do way to be? And I knew it. So call me a genius. So last year, it
1: took In three protected firsts to buy pick 11. In 21, it took two protected firsts for Houston to move from 18 to 16. In twenty-one, the Thunder also made a second round trade. They traded picks thirty-four and thirty-six to move up to thirty-two. Yeah. Who'd they take at thirty-two?
3: Is that uh is that uh JRE?
1: That would be JRE. Cool. Very good. In twenty twenty, the Thunder made a trade in the first round. Uh they sent out pick twenty-five, pick twenty-eight, and Ricky Rubio in exchange for pick seventeen. Who do they take at seventeen? 2020. 2020. Is that Poku? That was the Poku
3: draft. Hey, okay, wow. Oh.
1: Boy! <laughs> uh, 25 ended up being Emmanuel Quickly. 28 ended up being Jaden McDaniels.
3: Well, that's depressing. That is depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe not the best trade. In 2019, Oklahoma City traded pick 21. They slid down the board two spots to 23 and picked up a future second-round pick. Who did they get at 23?
3: Is oh, that... Terrence Ferguson, right? No. Nope. It's Bayes. This would Bays? be the Baysley. draft. Okay. It was one yes. of the bad players. Okay.
4: Didn't they miss
1: horribly on a guy that was like right, right in that range? I'm Grant Williams that. was available. Mm-hmm. Do you know who went 21? Who, who the Thunder, the Thunder had 21. They traded the pick away to Memphis. Was it Desmond Bain? That's
3: not the, the again, that's not the OG in no. an Obi one.
1: No, nope. Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark.
3: Oh, oh but the,
1: he would he he was an older player. He was an older yeah. player. Gonzaga guy It's kind of surprising precedent. Take the Gonzaga guy.
3: Mm. All Clark? right. Here's the deep. Brandon top. Clark is Gonzaga.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. He and Rui Hachimura were the front court in Gonzaga that year.
3: Really? Wow. I like I like me some Rui Hachimura. Let yeah. me tell you that he's I think he's really kind of like Jeremy Grant ish, but super fun.
1: Mm. yeah 2018 this one's the deep cut the oklahoma city thunder traded a 2019 second round pick and cash to get pick 45 who did they get at pick 45 in the 2018 draft hold on 45 45 arguably the most athletic player to ever come through oklahoma city is okay. it Hamadou? Hamadou Diallo. Oh wow! Very good.
3: <laughs> is he still in Detroit? No. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Somewhere. Still doing. Uh, just dunking and uh, not playing too much defense. Mm, but he, he's been, he's improved, hasn't he? Yeah. He's pretty. He's yeah. Pretty he solid. kind of
1: purged the three-point shot this year. Yeah. Yeah. Good. He needed. To do so, this. 2022, the Thunder get a pick in the lottery, pick number 11 for three. Protected firsts 2021. um, They slid back two spots, but got two protected firsts for it. 2020. They traded up the board to 17 2019. They slid down the board 2018. They bought a second round pick. So Presti likes to make moves on draft night. I feel like this year will be the same. Maybe it won't be trading up from 12, but I feel like a trade will happen with the thunder. So the next thing I looked up were lottery night tra- or not lottery night trades, lottery trades on draft night. Okay. Uh, a pick in the top 14 getting moved. Cause that's what we're talking about tonight. Right. Trading up from 12.
3: Mm-hmm. This is a very long lead into that. I know it's a, he's journey. slow cooking us right now. In it's
1: 2022, um, there were three protected first round picks traded for pick 11. We just talked about how that's the Usman Jing. Yeah. There was also a future first round pick plus Kemba Walker traded Kemba. to get pick number 13. Remember who was taking 13? Who Kemba and the first was moved for?
3: Wait, wait, say, say, what year? Last year. Oh, it's uh... right after Jaden.
1: Come on. Mark
4: uh, no.
3: Williams, but no. Oh, no. that's
4: 14.
1: Good guess. Jalen Duran? Jalen Duran. Yep. Durin. Okay. Okay. In 2021, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, pick 17 and pick 51 were traded for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe pick 10, and pick 40. Do you guys remember who was taken with pick 10 that year? No, who was the team that drafted, or who, who was the who made yeah, the pick. that? Would, that would be helpful. This would be, um, New Orleans and Memphis made the swap. Memphis got picked number 10 and Steven Adams in the trade. And they made a selection at number 10. This trade actually happened like a week before draft day, which is very weird. Was it it 2021? Yes. Yeah, I I could
4: see this player in my head. He played at Stanford. Mm -hmm. God, what is his name? He's kind of, he didn't play like in the playoffs at all. I have no idea. I always get him and Trey Murphy mixed up. Zaire.
1: Zaire Williams. Yes. Very good. Good for you. 2020, surprisingly enough, 2020, not a single lottery pick was traded. 2020 Mm. would be the Ant Edwards, LaMelo Ball, uh, Tyrese Halliburton draft. Um, No lottery picks moved. Now, 2019, lots of lottery picks moved. Uh, Pick 11 and Dario Saric were traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. In return for pick six, going to, I got that backwards. Pick 11 and Sarich went to Phoenix. Minnesota got pick six. Do you remember who they took with pick six in 2019?
3: God, come on, come on, come on, where is it? Pick six. Big
1: 12 guy, call me, Yeah, R. a.
3: it was the Texas Tech kid because oh. he, I can't remember his he's, name. He's like out of the league. J- yep, Jared Culver. Yes. yes yeah man i thought he would be good i remember he was a texas tech kid well he didn't do crap in the final four mm-hmm. especially in the national title game when they needed him mm-hmm. um there was a lot of question marks about him going into uh uh like his how he had high upside uh, but like he wasn't sure and if clearly that's been uh, coming to fruition uh
1: this was the same year that pre-draft uh Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and the fourth overall pick plus three future firsts got traded for Anthony Davis. Yep. yep. And then on draft night, um pick four got moved uh for pick eight, seven, and thirty-five. Any clue who got taken there? I picked four. Mm-hmm. In what year? This is twenty nineteen. Who picked that four? um the atlanta hawks made the trade uh they got pick four in return they gave up pick eight 17 and 35 in trey young maybe nope we're about to get there though uh this would be um deandre, DeAndre hunter hunter yeah deandre hunter yeah, yeah and then in 2018 pick three was traded for pick five and a future first you guys remember who the three and five swap was was that
3: trey and uh Luca? it was luka this
1: was trade the trey Luca swap yeah yeah God, um,
3: what a mess up from me. Atlanta. Yeah, it's whole, I mean a story of Atlanta's well anyway, sorry. Well you think
1: that one's bad. That same night, twenty eighteen, pick ten um was traded for pick sixteen plus Zaire Smith plus plus a future first oh, round dear.
4: pick. yeah.
1: That was problematic. Yeah. Because Zaire Smith didn't do anything. It was McHale. That was the Mikhail Bridges pick. They gave up Mikael, who went to Villanova, which is in Philly, whose mom works for the Philadelphia 76ers, and yep. Philly traded him.
4: Yeah. Sorry, People always girl. say, like,
1: has the process
4: even worked? Has it worked? Why are they, why aren't they winning? They tanked for so long, but they've made so many bad decisions like that. Yeah.
3: On the way, like blown it so many times. Also, like, I mean, guys just like haven't performed like Tobias Harris and those dudes. Like, they get mm-hmm. in the playoffs and then they just like, they make the Eastern Conference finals and then it's back to the drawing
1: board. And then letting Tobias Harris walk and then retrading for him a couple years later and giving up multiple firsts. Stupid. One like, more trade on, um, in the lottery in 2018. So three, five, 10 were all traded, and 11 and 12. Pick 11 and 12 got swapped. Uh, and the, the cost to move up was two seconds to go up one spot. Weird. The Clippers went from 12 to 11. Who did they take? Shay. They took Shay Gilgis Alexander. And,
4: and it, I think, didn't Jerome Robinson go there? Uh huh. <laughs> yep. That's Not funny. the best. No. Not
1: the best. So, over the past five years, in four of those five, a lottery pick, at least one, has been traded. In five of the past five years, the Thunder have made a draft night trade involving picks. There is precedence for the Thunder to do something on draft night this year. There's there's definitely um, evidence that would suggest that. So, let's go through the draft. Um, order that's the word i was looking for this year i'm going to give you guys the pick and then you simply tell me can the thunder trade for that selection okay
3: Let's what when teams, i say trade what teams have already mentioned that they're open to uh trading because haven't well, there been we'll,
1: a few yeah we'll definitely hit those ones and i'll tell you which ones have been already rumored yeah. uh to to be on the move now when i ask you can the thunder trade for them i mean like
3: can they? Or the will Thunder they? could
1: trade for three if you want to give up like Jada. Yeah, could they? Right. Could
3: they get there? Yeah. Like re, yeah, read that. With their assets.
1: So pick one. San Antonio Spurs.
3: That's a no. No.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, no. There's no I, way in a hell a, of San Antonio. I, did,
4: I saw a fake trade from like Bleacher Report this week that was like Chet and Jada and some picks for Wemby. Like just even just then, I don't off. think they would do it. No. Just yeah, San Antonio
1: off. would hang up the phone. Yep. If San Antonio even thought about it. That's a win. That means you've yeah. got some crazy good assets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, pick two, Charlotte Hornets.
3: It's, I mean, no. 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 They, uh, they maybe figured... if you offered
1: them 12, four firsts and Chet, and that's just not happening. You All offer right. them 12, four firsts and JW, like you maybe could get the pick. You're just not, the, the Thunder aren't giving up the assets that are required. They not need worth they the need price it of admission much. Number three, the Portland Trailblazers,
3: that's an interesting one, yeah, uh, which I say they could because this I mean, one
1: is definitely available,
3: but at Portland the same has time, already sent
1: out like this yeah. pick is gettable
3: it just it it depends on what they want to do with their franchise, totally, I think the i and this is the perennial being loyal to a superstar or one superstar could kill your franchise. And they have been years past a need much needed rebuild. And could they if but if they chose to um, if they chose to still stay with Dame, then that pick is super gettable, right? Because mm-hmm. they're never really looking for uh, they're not really looking too much for rookies. Uh, if that's the case, uh, if they're if it if they're want to stay with dame and Dame wants to win, they want win now players so they'd be willing to sell that pick but if the ownership actually like develops some sort of common sense um and sees the writing on the wall that is clearly in front of them cuz what, what how old is dane lillard like 31 31 i think 30? okay he's definitely in his early 30s which mm-hmm. is he's very he's very near the end of his career the smartest thing to do is just sell 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 and in that case that pick is not gettable
1: yeah. If you're moving off Dame, you're keeping pick three. Yeah. Right. If you're keeping Dame and moving three, you are trying to get stuff that helps you win right now.
3: Yeah, it's pieces.
1: Yeah. And I don't think the Thunder have the stuff to help them win right no. now.
3: They don't have the Reese's pieces. No. If they, they had like pick, the pieces. If they had
4: like pick eleven and they wanted Lou and and something else, maybe something like that could work. Yeah, but I just don't even see that. that. And just, like it's not the happening. other
1: argument is a three team deal. Yeah. Where Really good vets go to Portland, a collection of picks go to the team that traded the vets and OKC gets pick three. At which case, my argument is like, why have the middleman? Why doesn't the team that's trading away the vets just take pick three and get a really good player? Yeah. You know, so I just I don't see a pathway to a deal there. Yeah, I've been pretty baffled
4: by uh, like. Even members, even like major fans, media members from Portland are like, "No, That's we're insane. we're trading pick three. Why is it even an option to draft someone there?" It's like, man, like they're like they don't want to. They're afraid to move on from Dame, which I understand. He's been a winning player his entire career. He's awesome. Who knows if he'll fi- have another player like him anytime soon? But I don't know. Maybe he's it's just, the best
1: player in Portland history.
4: Right? Maybe it's just that we are we are used to a. uh Pretty good draft history in Oklahoma City, and like we have faith in our GM to make the right decisions and and rebuilds. Maybe they just don't
3: want to go through that. I don't know. I don't know. Just, and like I could see people making that same case for Oklahoma City, maybe needing to sell off Russell Westbrook uh, earlier in his career. But I mean,
1: shit, what they got for Russ was still a steal. But still the, like, but, a the, steal. Like,
3: you just, you just, you just came off of the whole Paul George stuff, mm-hmm. and um when uh andre robertson was healthy they really looked like they could maybe make some noise they and did. so of course like you have this late resurgence after the weird uh mvp season yeah. and so that that changed the game because they thought they could have made some noise and then of course tail is the oldest time pg gets hurt in the playoffs can't play and uh, that's what it is. But with Dame, it's it's a completely different scenario where they've had mostly the same players on the roster. Not a lot of fluidity. Not much. Not many game changers. Even though they like what Shaden Sharp did this year, uh, it, they just don't have the dudes. Mm-hmm. They don't like. They would have maybe have been better served with CJ McCollum still in the roster.
1: Yeah, I mean. I don't know ultimately what they get offered for three. Apparently the deal is like three and Anthony Simons for whoever something. Somebody floored like three Simons and Sharp for PG, which was like kind
3: of interesting. That's do you, but, think De- do you think Denver would be intrigued by that? Because they have dudes.
1: I think Denver is going to keep the core together for as long as possible. Like this is the squad they're going to ride. And I think that's probably the right choice for Denver. Sure. The continuity has paid off big time for them. All right, so we agree the Thunder cannot get pick three. Yes,
3: sure. Yeah, it's based on context. Yeah,
1: right. Yes. Pick four, Houston Rockets. Houston, it's reported this pick could be available as well. The uh, the hardened rumors are producing more and more and more smoke. This is a team that wants to push the chips to the middle. They don't want to rebuild anymore. Um,
4: yeah, which is another yeah. similar talk to the one we just had. with Portland except like, way worse. To me. Yeah,
1: that to me pick four is the same argument as Portland. They're just the things that they would want are not the things that OKC has. Yeah, the only interesting part of this argument to me is this is perceived to be a three man draft with Wemby, Scoot, and Miller, and Houston has pick four, and so I think that holds um, quite a bit less value. Unless one of those top three slip. Yeah. I mean, in, in any trade here, o- uh, OKC
4: would just be a, a middleman. Again, facilitating assets to Houston so they could trade for whoever yeah. they're actually trying to get to, quote-unquote, win now. You I give us like...
1: four, we give you 12, and your pick's back and something else so you can go make other trades, which, again, my argument would be wouldn't the team that Houston's going to tr- then trade with just want pick four?
3: Right. I, I, I don't think any of this stuff gets like really like, especially the earlier picks. I don't think they get moved off of like, we we say things like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a three player draft. No, oh, it's a two player draft. But then like three years, two years, one year um, with Josh Giddy and J-Dub, as we both saw the last couple of years, turned out it wasn't a three player draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, of course, again, with Houston, I think it's contextually based on does James Harden go to Houston if he does? What the heck does that even mean for that team? He's at the end of his career. He's not what he used to be. It's kind of like watching Kyle Lowry uh, these days where he was the dude in Toronto and now is coming off the bench with a very limited roster. And so I don't think that I mean, Houston's a bad organization. Don't get me wrong; like they suck uh, at a lot of things. Um, but uh, i th- I think they'll I think they'll keep four. I hope I'm you're pretty, right. I, I'm I would be, I'd be shocked if they moved off of four, unless, of course, they were securing Harden. Then you trade four for players.
4: I'd be mad as a Rockets fan not to like go down this Houston. Path for too much longer but i'd be mad if i was a rockets fan I'd, i would want a guy like Aman thompson there rather than bring it in i mean i guess you could bring in harden too but i would rather everyone yeah. i've heard talk that that works in houston in media Kelly Iko, for example has always said well we they don't want to bring in any more young guys they have enough young guys it's like is that i don't know if that's a reason to push your chips you in can't and just say you we have, have enough young, young guys.
1: guys and also be giving kevin porter jr minutes
3: right it's just the stupidest thing. It's it's just the dumbest thing to think that Oklahoma City. We've been having all these conversations about drafting well, uh, developing talent, maybe having a vet on the team, which is Kenneth Williams, who is you know like these him and some other and him and some other guys are in their late twenties as the vets and oklahoma city never once pushed all their chips into the middle of the table uh they just fire sale they rebuild it they, they rebuilt and for houston to not even come close to where oklahoma city is at and to be and to be saying unless they are just, unless they are dead sure harden is coming back to houston but not in the same shape he was and not the same player he was when he played at Houston last, unless they're dead set that he's actually coming back, pushing all their chips in the middle with what they have is like the dumbest thing, but it's also the most Houston thing. It so is the most Houston I, it is. I don't, I, I can't, I can, I'm, I I know I'm playing both sides of the coin here as far as saying they got to take four, but at the same, th- at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised with an organization as bad as Houston. They would give that up.
1: I could see it. I could yeah. definitely see them moving four in pieces to get something that Harden wants. It would just... Jalen
3: Brown?
1: I mean, I don't know if the Boston's boss is going to move off of that.
3: Him. he's The boss is not doing that. Probably they're, not. They're about to win a Game 7 and go play in the NBA Finals. Yeah.
1: All right, so pick four is a no. Yeah. Pick five is Detroit. Um... Uh...
4: Yeah, it's feels like a similar situation. I don't know what they would gain from trading back. I don't they know st- why Detroit would trade five. They still need top yeah. end talent, and that's if you, that's your best
1: chance, at least. I think if Detroit trades five, it is because they are moving up the board, not down. weren't
3: weren't there some comments most recently made about Detroit by like, about the organization or the players or something like that? Uh, by like, Dwayne Casey or something like that, or am I just like crazy?
1: You might be crazy.
3: I might be crazy. I don't know. But again, like Detroit actually seems like a team that's trying to build off of youth in tank and tanking to do so. And it sucked that they got five. Right? That was the whole. Yeah. That was the whole mm-hmm. gig. Uh, so no, I don't think they're trading five. They would be remiss to do so. I mean, I yeah. they're 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 tanking just like OKC is. OKC just had Shea. Detroit Um, has like nine centers on their team
4: and they've made some weird decisions, but they're at least being patient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek Parker in his latest mock draft suggested um, Detroit trade five and Boyan Bogdanovich to move up to four and get a men Thompson or if like a Brandon Miller or somebody slips. Sure. Um, I could see Detroit making a trade like that. Yeah. I don't see them trading back in
3: this draft. Yeah, no, I don't see them giving like that up for a, a player. Bogdanovich is such a
1: hardened teammate. Just
3: oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, just catch the 100- shoot, baby, and don't yeah sit in the
1: corner head. and just yeah just yeah. catch the <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one through five not gettable for OKC is is our perspective. Yeah, uh, pick six, the Orlando Magic. It's it's
4: probably.
1: Probably a no. I don't see why Orlando would try I don't, to pick.
4: I don't see why either.
1: They're it's building like, something fun down there. They have a lot of great pieces. Yeah. And they have a chance to add another really good piece to that core of Paulo and Franz and friends. Franz and friends. Franz and friends. Franz um, that's, Franz what, and friends. that's what I think they will do. I, I don't see why they would move off of six. If they would,
4: if I think it'd did. be back to, like, eight
3: or something. But, like but I bet OKC, like, like legitimately, like, I bet OKC could pry the pick away. That's true. Um,
1: the other thing is Orlando still has some future assets that they have, that they got from the Aaron Gordon and Vucevic trades. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they got in the Evan Fournier deal. But they still have some future capital. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that makes them less likely to want more future capital. And makes they would sense. probably want a player instead. Yeah. Also, if they trade back from six, that would give them both picks 11 and 12. Mm. Again, I feel like Orlando was a team that's going to try to package six, 11 and something. I mean, if they could go get scoot, like if for some reason, a game changer for that, if for, for sure. some reason, uh, Charlotte passes on Scoot and he falls to three to Portland. Six eleven, Wendell Carter Jr. and something else to go up to three to get um to get Scoot, and then Portland gets Wendell Carter Jr. and then can look to flip six and eleven. That's a case where I could see where the Thunder could maybe get pick six that's if like it got really traded antagonist. once already. But that's
3: really good. I mean OKC has the war chest they can offer pretty much anything and get probably picks four or five and six if they really wanted to unload the clip but they won't yes
1: agreed yeah. and I just I do not see them moving there we know they're not moving off of Shea there is nothing in this draft save Victor Wambanyama that I think they're moving J-Dub Chet or Getty for right I just don't see it Sylvia you good yeah, there's a uh,
4: what I think is a band student that lives either a floor above or below me, and I can I very occasionally hear him just wailing away on a clarinet. It's just oh, like very yeah. faint. You live next going, to Squidward. Yeah, Basically, he's going hard right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so pick one through six we say are ungettable for Oklahoma City. Let's here take a quick break, and then on the other side we'll finish out the lottery. All right, that was a quick Gentlemen, break. That was a good break. Pick number seven belongs to the Indiana Pacers. Can the thunder trade for this pick?
3: It's, the it, first question is does it would Indiana be curious to move off the pick or to hear uh questions? I feel like that as an organization, is no. yeah.
1: This out of all the ones we've kind of talked about, this is the one where I just feel like they're just gonna make a pick and stay
3: at seven. I I feel like if anything, Indiana would try to move up. But again, same thing. If OKC really wanted pick seven, they could offer several players. Yeah, you could try uh, to overwhelm them. You could you could definitely overwhelm Indiana. Uh I think uh <laughs> I think a first and heck even J Dub would do it maybe maybe yeah. a couple firsts but um i i just don't see indiana okc doing that yeah um because i don't think they would want anybody at seven right now because i don't i really i realistically don't think okc is gonna move off of their pick That's, i it's
1: fair i mean I they very think, well could just stand pat and just pick i mean 12 very they kind to of them in the past
3: i think they know what they have um already and of course, everybody wants to get better. Um, but they are going to go scout. And sure, they might move up a couple of spots to get a guy around where they need. But I don't think they're in the business of maybe getting a superstar this year because they know they yep. can't attain those superstars. That's unless fair. it's like a Devin Booker, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell situation. Then, like, you go and obviously you get those guys because you have the assets.
1: I think at seven undoubtedly at seven one of Kim Whitmore, Taylor Hendricks or Jarris Walker will be available and Indiana's just going to take the guy that they like the most of those three I think. They need, yeah. they need a front court guy to pair next to Miles Turner and they're going to do it. I think it's it, that simple.
3: But I think by pick I think by pick six, Presti is talking to all the GMs or, Oh, 100% or whatever, whatever their communication kind of like thing is. And I think they're asking like, Hey, who are you planning to pick at whatever? Um, and, uh, and to just keep tabs on it. And for in case their guy, maybe that they maybe really, really want after all the evaluations go on. And after all the secret evals go on that, they might actually want to move up on. So I think pick six is when they start actually monitoring that pretty seriously. I think yeah. that's probably fair. I actually
4: think uh, the next pick in this draft that we're doing is where things could get a little crazy.
1: Yeah. Let's move on to it. Uh, pick number eight belongs to the Washington Wizards. Silva, what are your thoughts there?
4: Yeah. Uh, so specifically what interests, it, what interests me here is, uh, well, one, it's the wizards. Uh, they are, feel like they're always pick eight. Uh, they always end up having pick eight to 10. Uh, So they probably feel comfortable moving off of it and just accumulating more assets. Uh, Another big thing that signals uh, they could potentially truly choose a direction as a franchise for the first time in in what feels like forever is they just hired Michael Winger, who was the Clippers GM. Um, He has kind of been behind a lot of major, major, major trades, uh, big swings, so he doesn't seem afraid to take big swings. Um, I feel like that's what the Wizards have needed forever is a big swing in some direction, either to acquire more talent or slide down and truly rebuild. So maybe maybe they'd be willing.
1: So not only did they hire Michael Winger, who has been in Oklahoma City, has a history with Presti, he's not going to be the one being like the GM of the Wizards, though. He's hiring a GM. Mm-hmm. And the leading candidate per Mark Stein... I once the Mark Spears, Mark Stein is Will Dawkins, who has been Presti's right hand man since two thousand and eight. Wow! So there's some yeah. there's some tie-ins there. They may finally choose a direction, shit, or get off the pot. And one thing I look at with them, they owe their own first round pick. They traded that pick. Um, I believe it got traded in the John Wall. Russell Westbrook deal. Mm -hmm. It is top 10 protected for like the next three years. So they may keep their pick next year. uh, If it's in the top 10, Mm -hmm. they may lose it. If it falls outside of the top 10, Uh, if they keep it, it rolls over and it's protected the next year. And then the next year, they are a team that's kind of stuck in this middle ground with not only do they not have excess future picks, they're actually limited with their, their own future picks. This is a team that I could see with new leadership, wanting to accumulate some assets and being willing to slide down the board four spots. This is the first one that I've kind of targeted as the Thunder could get to this position. It's kind of where I'm at right
2: now.
4: Yeah, I think at, at I think one of and you said some of these names before. One of Cam Whitmore, Jarrus Walker, Taylor Hendricks, or even Asar Thompson could be in that range. Still, probably will be in that range. Still, at least one of them.
1: Definitely. Well, you kind of know who the top four are. Right. Right. And then after that, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of up in the air. One of. So many. what what is a trade to eight? I, I think we're we all are kind of in agreement that eight could be gettable. Sure. What does a deal look like, though? It's 12 plus what?
4: So I'm, I'm thinking of picks past. It depends on if we want to look at just OKC's picks. I mean, they could trade 12 this year and the first next year. Does that get it done? I don't I, think so. I don't think so either.
1: I think you're probably trading 12 plus three firsts to get to eight was my assumption.
4: And are those firsts, which which firsts? I assume two of those, are at
1: least two of those are OKCs. I mean, you could do that. You have a, a Denver top 10 protected. You have a Utah top 10 protected. I don't know how juicy those are.
3: Would you really market. be willing to move up from 12 to eight with for four first rounders? I don't I mean, know. Last really year, they bought 11 for three
1: first rounders. The thing I is mean, that they can't make all the picks. At some point, you have to consolidate them.
3: That's and that's fine, and I think they use that for future, actually, like actual players and assets. But I think it's wild to think that they would use, like, especially like they're bringing in rookies constantly every year. But if they're ready to push for the playoffs in the next two to three years, unless they just want to let this thing naturally grow, yeah, I don't know. It just I'm becoming
1: more and and more on team. I think they're just going to use their picks to trade to get better picks versus they're going to move picks to make their Donovan Mitchell trade.
3: So it's not like you think they're doing the opposite of what Danny Ainge would do as far as getting all those picks and then eventually just not well, saying, well, we tried at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think, I
1: I don't, I don't know why. I'm just becoming more and more like they're not going to make their Donovan Mitchell trade. They're not going to make their... But their Paul history George shows trade. that they
3: their history shows that they have and they would. You just mentioned precedent.
1: Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I think there's also a lot of evidence that they. I mean, they make trades on draft night almost like every year to to try to get guys on the board that they want. I mean, I also have been thinking teams, a lot about how the way the new CBA is set up first round picks are going to become an even more sought after commodity. Uh, and at some point this Thunder team will be spending for Shay, for Josh, for Dub, for Chet. They'll be in that range where the CBA punishes you for being over that second cap or that second tax apron where you can't aggregate salaries to go make trades. You can't put different things together to go make trades. And really, the only team building asset you have is draft draft picks. So I think draft capital will become more valuable to teams. And so, so I, that- I wonder if they will move lots of picks for a current player, because the window to do that is starting to shrink. Because once that new CBA hits, and the Thunder are big spenders, which is on the horizon. You like the CBA prevents you from doing that.
3: So, do you think then that causes the NBA with Adam Silver? Uh, because Adam Silver certainly is not the type of uh, GM uh, or not GM, but uh, whatever it is, uh, that Stern was. Do you think then they crack down on tanking and with the thought of relegation, possibly because Adam Silver? With what he's doing, the NBA is very reminiscent of any sort of major soccer league over in Europe, eh, quite frankly. Um, And so do you think then they would crack down on teams much harder for trying to tank regarding draft capital if that's the way you think they're intending to go?
1: I definitely think so. Um, And how would that look like
3: to you? Because I don't think relegation is on the table. I agree. There's no way. They're not, they're not going to send the Minnesota. (laughs) And tonight the Los Angeles Lakers
1: versus the Oklahoma city blue, like (laughs) zero percent chance of that happening. Um, I think,
3: I mean, is it more lottery
1: reform?
4: Flatten the odds more. Like that's a a possibility.
3: Like, I don't, I don't know what it looks like. Or is it the, is it in like the NFL situation where you just go in order?
1: Well, if they go in order, that incentivized taking so much that's more. more.
3: That's the whole, that's, where, that's where you drop hammers as far as fines go. And yeah, that's true. And possibility of losing picks.
1: Very true. Uh, well, one thing they're doing is if you are over that second tax apron uh, for like two years, then your first round pick automatically becomes the last pick in the draft. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting as well. Um
4: I forgot about that. That's nuts. Yeah, that's
1: that's a wild <laughs> that's, one that it's gonna that be weird nuts. to see in practice. Mm-hmm. Um back to pick eight. Like they traded three first to buy pick eleven last year. Yeah. I could see them trading twelve and three first to go from
3: twelve to eight. Uh, well that player better be damn good and Usman jang better yeah. be damn good too.
1: <laughs> I I mean I'm yeah. Totally with you on that. I just I look at next year. They have 4 firsts in 2024. Sure. This year you let Sarich just walk. You bring in that first round draft pick and then you're still at 15. Yep. There's no way you're bringing in four guys, four rookies next year. Right. And when you get to draft night 2024, you're on the clock like those picks are losing value because teams know you gotta trade them or you're gonna make selections and then cut guys in August and we'll just pick them up then. So they kind of start to lose value the longer you let those twenty twenty four picks hang on.
3: You think it's possible that they, like you said, consolidate and kick the can down the road for future picks? Well, I
1: it's totally unsexy and it's definitely something that could happen.
3: And it's you know how much of
4: OKC did. Part. that would be on draft night if they well, that's the tra- thing. trade
1: that Utah Presti top 10 protected picks all the time yeah yeah you're right you're totally right you trade the Utah top 10 protected and the Denver top 10 protected to get an unprotected in 2029 that's mm. what I'm saying I could yeah. 100% see it Just happening he's
3: always thinking like three years into the future he's not yeah. like thinking right now trading out that's the one but and that's Justin not that can't, can't not make up a, a mock jersey for trading out of the draft yeah, that's not to say he he that's going to happen. That's what I think mm-hmm. is going to happen, but they also like you talk about precedent, they also have a history of kicking the can down the road just a little bit unless mm-hmm. you're the Clippers yeah. and they kick the can down the road quite a bit just to wait to make sure your two superstars fail and yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah.
1: So, and I trade up to 8. I don't think I'm trading those really late Clippers picks. Sure. No. Just cuz you have no clue what those could be. Yeah. They have a Philly top four protected pick in 2026. I don't... I mean, we know how fast things change. If Harden leaves, and then they play a season, and Joel says, yeah, I'm done with this, and he demands a trade, I mean, you could be talking about a top 10 pick there.
4: Isn't Joel already like 29?
1: Yeah, and injury prone.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, We could say the same thing for AD. Yeah, yeah I, totally. Only thing it yeah. is especially about that Clipper pick is that like in like in the late rounds you could totally see OKC trading a late first rounder for two second rounders or something mm-hmm. like that. They still do that crap all the time. Definitely.
1: So, I don't know. Could you I mean that they have a Miami lottery protected pick in 25 and then it rotates over to an unprotected pick in 26? I mean, Miami is in the Eastern Conference Finals and they were up 3-0 right now. But that's an old team. Yeah, I mean Jimmy's it getting is. older. Kyle Udonis. Lowry needs a walker.
3: Udonis Haslam's been in the
1: league for twenty years. Udonis Haslam's like sixty years old, dude. Yeah. Um, you you, don't you could in see Tyler that Hero? pick. You could see that pick <laughs> becoming something. So I don't know. Could you trade the Utah top ten protected? That's next year. Could you trade that Miami lotto protected in twenty five rotates over to twenty six, and trade the top ten Denver protected pick? Plus twelve to
4: get to eight. I wouldn't hate. I would not hate that because none of those picks are, and the Thunder's pick could be the highest out of, out of yeah. all of those.
1: They might trade their own picks. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, when you look at it, like in four years, who do I like better, uh, Oklahoma City or the Clippers?
3: Yeah. Okay. See. No, like, in again, like OKC definitely could go up to eight, and I could totally see them trading all those things up to eight. But again, it's just very contextually based, but I th- I think... I don't know. It would depend on the player they got, apparently. It's subjective. It Definitely. Let's talk get...
1: about those players in a second. Yeah. After we finish this exercise, I want to talk about who those trade-up guys might be. Uh, pick nine, Utah. Uh, they probably... I
3: mean, they'd be more interested in moving up. Yeah, I feel like Utah would be interested in moving up. I don't think they would And you want to talk about a team
1: that has a lot of future assets. Right. Right. The Mitchell trade, the Gobert trade, they're armed to the teeth with picks. The -hmm. only pick they don't have is their own. That's owned by Oklahoma City. Lots Mm -hmm. of people have said 12 plus give Utah their pick back. I think it might take a little bit more than that.
4: A little more, but not as much as the Washington one, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I mean, could you do 12 their own pick back and a young guy? Trey Man. A, a tray man, a I don't see them moving Usman Jane considering they gave up three picks to get him. Poku? The um, Poku, Poku is extension eligible. That one's like kind of like a ticking time bomb. Either he works and you gotta pay him or or not. You know, you don't have as long of a runway.
3: Instead of JRE.
1: But yeah, like a JRE, uh, a Trey Man, a, an Aaron Wiggins, those types of guys. I could see yeah, tossing get- in one of those plus Utah's pick back plus a couple of seconds.
4: That is way more easy for me to, to, to agree to than the Washington one. one We had just talked about where you're training your own pick and maybe three more and things like that. Like that is way more doable to me because one, it trims down the roster a bit for the thunder and you move up to take a guy that you think might have higher upside than the guys are sending out.
1: Yeah. All right. Pick 10 belongs to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I think this pick is up for grabs. Oh, totally. You, they, you,
4: they, need it. they need to win right now.
1: There's a lot of different avenues you could go with this one, too. 12 and another first. That way, basically, you're splitting the one-asset pick, 10, into two assets that Dallas could then turn around and make two separate trades. Bertans and a pick yeah. for something, and then Josh Green and a pick for something. They can make two moves instead of one. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, you you could take back some of their bad salary. They give you 10, you give them 12, and you eat the Bertons contract. You eat the Javel McGee contract, and that opens up some flexibility for Dallas to go out and make a free agency move.
4: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options there, actually. I,
1: I think 29 teams are calling Dallas right now.
3: Yeah, just to see what's That's really up. interesting. What's up, Mark? Not a hey, lot. I'm, char- I'm on Shark Tank.
1: <laughs> I think 2019 for calling Dallas for that pick because I think that pick, we talk about the Portland pick or the Houston pick. I think 10 is the most realistically available pick in this draft.
3: And it's like seemingly the easiest trade, but doesn't really accomplish what you've been talking about, which is getting off of picks. Yeah. True.
1: Yep. You're just sliding up. I mean, maybe you do one of those it- Stronger, protected, like yeah. They have a they have a top ten Denver protected pick. I think Denver's going to be good for a while. You never know, but I think Denver's going to win a title this year.
3: What do you What do you mean by you never know? Injuries. I mean,
1: we, we thought the KD Russ Harden team was going to stay together, and then it all blew up in one summer. Oh, you know, I thought
3: you were talking about injuries. Oh no, they're. I mean, MPJ at some is point, just like ready to crumble. Like...
1: MPJ could one out. Jamal yeah. Murray could one out. Like it just takes one thing, but. When you look at Denver right now, they're young. They're all on controlled contracts. They're really freaking good. They've got arguably the best player in basketball. Um, That top 10 protected pick is going to convey the first year because it's going to be like pick 28 or 27.
3: Yeah. Still wild to me to see how fast Aaron Gordon became a role player. Yeah,
1: he was. He
4: was, And I think he's way more
1: valuable now because of it.
4: Yeah, I agree. He's doing too much in Orlando and.
3: He, just... It's
1: like the perfect fit for him in Denver. Sure, yeah. It's so good.
3: I also like rings. Yes.
1: Uh, pick 11, the Orlando Magic. Mm. I mean, from precedence of what I talked about earlier to move up, uh, from 12 to 11 in 2016 took the pick plus two seconds. Could I don't know if Orlando wants again? to move off it.
4: Could but... just buy the pick again. send. Then three the first from next year for that. Get eleven and twelve up. again? The same damn thing. I don't know.
1: It's interesting. Uh I think you could get eleven. I think you could swap one spot with them. Uh it's are you willing to pay the price? Pay the Which price. Which is is I don't know what it'll be, but I mean I don't unless think it's, it's two seconds.
3: Unless it's the player that OKC really, really, really wants,
1: and you're afraid Orlando going to take him,
3: and you're afraid they're going to take it, you do not make that. You know they don't do it.
1: That's the exact uh, reason why they made the trade for Usman last year. Yeah, they liked Usman, but they didn't want anybody else taking pick eleven. Yeah. and taking Dub, it was basically an insurance policy. So, uh,
3: not be Grady Dick. So in that case, I think I think the. Pick is like maybe sure it's gettable, right? It's just one pick up, yeah. Um, but do I think Oklahoma City actually would do that? No, but yeah. do I think they could do it in the eight through 10 range, maybe a little bit earlier if they really wanted to? Sure,
1: yeah. So they? I think through this exercise, the kind of agreement we have here is if they're gonna trade up, it's eight through 10. Uh, yeah. I think seven through three. It's just going to be too rich for what they're willing to pay.
4: Yeah. The, the price is like a member of the young core at that point to, to and, move yeah, up. I don't think they
1: want to do that. It ain't worth it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So who are some of those trade up guys? Like if they were to get the Washington pick at eight, what yeah. type of, what, what, what players do you think they're looking at?
4: Um, a starter for one. Uh, I think to me, that's a, that's Taylor Hendricks. That's Jarris Walker. I personally don't really like the idea of Cam Whitmore in OKC. I feel like
1: Cam doesn't fit OKC very much. He doesn't.
4: Much. Yeah, I think he's gonna be awesome, but I don't think he fits the OKC thing. Asar? Yes, that's actually another one that'd be really good. The shooting is is a is mm-hmm. an issue, but I trust this team's development program to bring someone like that along because I think he has everything else.
1: Yeah. For me, you mentioned him. It's Jarris Walker. If he's there at eight. Yeah, I'm not the GM. I have no clue what in the hell Sam Presti thinks. Sam Presti might have Jerris like 30th on his board for all I know. Sure. Yeah. But when I see Jarrus and I watch all the all these like scouting videos of him and all this film breakdown of him, he is the perfect intersection of the type of player OKC wants, which is high IQ, can make plays, quick decision maker, unselfish. Seems like a high character guy from all the reports. So he's at the intersection of what the Thunder look for and the Thunder need, which is front court depth. He's, yeah, he's he's got the dog in him. He's he's very much so to
4: me like a much higher ceiling version of like Jay Will, that
1: in kind of playing that similar role. I can offense. see that for sure. He's, yeah. um, I don't know. He just he there. I go through cycles of like getting really high on a draft guy. And then I'll come down the other end of the roller coaster and the next draft guy gets me up real high. And then I'll come down on them and I'll get on the next one. But you the know, one I keep coming Mitch back McGarry. to here is, yeah. yeah, Mitch McGarry. Yeah. No, like during this process, I've been like, oh, Anthony Black. And then I'll get off Anthony Black. I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's Leonard Miller. And then now the Leonard Miller one has cooled for me. And for a while it was, man, I love Case and Wallace. And I still like those guys. Mm-hmm. But every time I come off a high of one of those players, it's always just Jairus Walker there in the background hanging out.
4: He's there for you. I like the idea of pairing
3: uh, just a buff boy like him next to Chet. I just think about what is, because we don't know this. Mm. Um, Sam Presti knows this. Uh, but what is the vision of this team for the future? Do they intend? Uh, this past year, they have proven they can play a guy that would traditionally just play 2-3 at a, at the five mm-hmm. yeah and you add chet to the mix you're gonna probably have a other you already have usman jang you have poku there who i don't know if he lasts that long you have jre there you have Jalen. You have the other Jalen williams there um and so do you keep on adding front court players um that are bigger bodied or do you try to once again transcend the game slash league in different ways and manipulate the league in different ways by playing a certain style of not necessarily small ball because they're not small. They are the like probably by besides the Milwaukee bucks, they are probably one of the longest teams in the NBA as far as a height and wingspan perspective. However, they don't have the weight. I mean, that that's yep. where they struggled all year. But
1: and none of them are more traditional front court players.
3: And that's and that's the thing. So, what is the vision of the future? Is the vision of the future that you have five positionless basketball players, but you have size and length, or is it hey, just for situational purposes, uh, you're gonna need a big? But yeah. would you, if if that's the case? Do you want to draft a big so, or are you drafting like you guys are mentioning forwards that are long, athletic, um, and tall, but not necessarily thick? And so, yeah. I, I keep on thinking about what the dream is for this basketball team because you have a point guard that's what, jo- how tall is Josh? Six, 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 six
1: eight. eight, six, six eight. nine. Six, eight. Okay, he oh, that's claims right, he's that's six, right. He, he,
3: was, he was bigger, that's right. Yeah, so you have a point guard that's like six, eight, six, nine, whatever. You've got a shooting guard and Lou Dork currently, who is what, 6'4", four, uh, six, three, six, somewhere on there. Yeah. Yeah. Shea, six six. J dub, six, six, six or six mm-hmm. seven with seven foot three wingspan. Um, and then you have Poku, oh, Chetty, Chet. Uh, who's gonna, who's gonna uh Poku who's there this year, and then yeah. you're eventually gonna have Chet. And you, gosh, it's it's stupid. So it it's is like, stupid. What do you I want? Think the an- this I think team? the
1: answer is find the guy who played point guard and then hit a massive growth spurt because that's what they love. Yeah, I really the can't. The J Dubs, the Usman's.
3: All right, then go get Ben
4: Simmons. Oh
1: God! Hey, I argued that like two years ago, and then now I was like did. a damn idiot. I look where we are
4: now. I, I, I didn't something. know he
1: was going to have a mental crisis though. So it's really hard
4: for me to imagine what this team is going to look like with Chet on it. So a lot of these predictions i make as far as who they will take and how they will fit amongst the team are whether i like it or not are kind of based on how the team played last year and they could play quite a bit different with chat out there and the, the identity of the team could could change and evolve more and
3: i don't know like i was saying i don't know i don't know what and it's super hard to wrap your mind around it because okay see, They don't necessarily, I mean, sure, they have patterns Mm -hmm. of how they run their team and how they develop their roster because it is a small market. But they have been very unpredictable in their picks. First of all, like the draft parties we've been to, and they say the name, and everybody says, who the hell is that? And everybody's (laughs) on their phone Googling it. Yeah. And, or they just sometimes will, like, make a big move. Um, And and go all in on PG who saw that coming. Uh, they said, "Oh, uh, well, you know, the Portland Trailblazers, that was, you know, the Jeremy Grant thing or whatever it was. Uh, that that was that was the trade rumor and then next thing you know, you know, you're trading DeMontis for for Demontis a bonus or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um and so it's just OKC okay, in general. The, the Woj, Shams, they don't ever have their picks in early it's after the pick is made because they are unpredictable because they're so tight-lipped as an organization it's always pretty
4: entertaining to see them not tweet whenever okay C's on the clock (laughs) yes it is very entertaining to
3: see it's like it's a great sometimes you have someone
1: tweet the wrong pick
3: (laughs) sorry nick god
1: (laughs) all right let's take another quick break on the other side we have a draft game with jd that i'm looking forward to Uh, We'll hit some quick around the association And then we'll call it a podcast So we'll be right back It's only a kick (laughs) A
4: jump (laughs) A block It's only a serve (laughs) It's only a tackle A run It's only for the fans After all It's only pressure You got this
3: Adidas
1: All right, Silva. Tell us about your draft
4: game. <clears throat> hey Everybody, It's me. Um, I Jacob tasked me, so the, you you guys and Nick played a little game where he kind of described a player's game and you kind of guessed who that player was based on the attributes he was listing. It was awesome. It's great. I bring to you this the horrible version of that, where I present to you a, a shitty nickname. And based on that description, the nickname. However, I set you up. You choose which player it is. You guess. I and they're have, from this draft class. For uh, this draft class.
1: Um, this was yeah. born out of Silva concocting Lenny Long for <laughs> Leonard Miller, just straight out of his butt on like a podcast a week ago.
3: Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So that that's where well this, this that's where this came from. I'm not gonna do very well at this. I'm gonna fail this exam. You can bring up the list of names if you would like anywhere. Just, no, uh, no, I'm not a cheater for all right. y'all. I got to pick and
4: choose here as far as the order I go. So, so how I'm many right. do we have? Uh, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight nicknames. We got to guess the 2023 20, If crossbow. I read them all, that is, we'll see how this is going. Could be Wh- six. We'll see. <laughs> Could, okay, uh, I'm ready. All right. First one, I'm just going to tee you up a little softball here. How about Girth God?
1: <laughs> Not Wemby. Uh, is this one Jairus? It absolutely is. The Girth God. The Girth God. Like I hope Justin is listening to this for the shirt ideas.
4: I yes, this is basically all, all these are shirt ideas, Justin. Um, another one. This one is a little more difficult. How about no comment?
1: No comment.
4: Because when I was trying to think of nicknames for this player, all of them took a very dark turn and would lead to... Uh, Gritty ending a No, no. Uh, because of things that are going on with this player's personal life, I could not create a uh, a nickname that was
1: oh, not Oh, it's Brandon Miller.
4: It is Brandon Miller. Oh, no comment God. is his name.
3: Well, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, here's yep. another one for you. They also
1: call him Second Amendment.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I, I I almost said like
4: wrong place, wrong time. That's Lord that'd be really Captain bad. You know, so uh, we we should stop. We should move yes. on. Here's what we're gonna do. What about Tony B and his
3: hog? It's Anthony Black. It absolutely is, Kamiar. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe you said Tony B and his hog. Are they or are? There Ray Ray was also the one. There are was a the the game hogs.
1: There was a game this season where Jay Will and Isaiah Joe were hooping, and Silva just tweeted hogs
3: out. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Oh um,
4: God. Okay, we have another one that'll probably piss Nick off. This one, his nickname is Empty Jim. <laughs> empty Jim. Because what oh, he's doing in an empty.
1: Is this Nick Smith Jr.? No. Keontae George. No. What? He
4: has been impressing in an empty gym, showing, Cam a, Whitmore. showing a skill that people did not know he had. Uh, not is. Cam Whitmore? Nick no. Smith Jr. He's an option for the Mavs at 10 if they decide to keep the pick because of a position of need.
1: Oh, this is Derek Lively. It is.
3: He is He's making three in empty gyms. Yep. Okay. Hey, that uh, empty
1: gym footage has looked good.
3: It has. Can't lie. <laughs> it looked great for Darius Baisley
1: yeah you know what <laughs> let's not talk about that
3: <laughs> um okay before
4: we take another dark turn but hey, this one's fine how about okay so we all know what evan fournier's nickname is don't google me oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. how about don't google me either grady dick it is grady dick <laughs> But let me tell you the rabbit hole I went down with Grady Dick. It's a gold mine. You actually press a V instead of the D. No, no, no. It's a it's a gold mine for nicknames. So I was just thinking of like a lot of these, I would think about a popular nickname in the NBA and be like, how can I just riff on that? So I was like, bear with me here. I was like, Agent Zero. That's cool. What is there anything there? What number does Grady Dick wear? Is that gonna is that gonna work? What about double O (laughs) Dick?
3: no it's like that it's like that uh, <laughs> uh in the movie super bad when yes. he had a problem as a child where he was addicted to drawing penises and, penises he, stored yeah, and he stored him in the lunch pail and he stored in the lunch pail and i guess this
1: nickname it, could have been eight equals 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 d
3: gosh that's correct that's <laughs> i come <laughs>
4: Um. Do I have give us our next are, one. Do I have Dick any more three. that are like truly appropriate here? This one's really nice. This one's really nice. I'm actually proud of this one. You're not gonna get it, but I'm gonna throw it out. What about the author? The, the author? Is his name sounds like that of a popular author? Um. Give me. Hold on. Give
3: What's me, his range? Give me a shot. Has
4: a. Uh, let's see what his official range is here. It's not. It's a, It's it's outside the lottery by just a hair. By hair, I think I've heard Taylor and Nick talk about this guy before.
1: I don't know, Derek Whitehead. It's Jeff Howard. It's Maxwell Lewis. Maxwell Lewis. Okay,
4: that's
3: a beautiful name for an author.
4: <laughs> that's how I bring us down after the, the names I
3: said earlier. Would you buy? Is, do you buy books based off of how beautiful the author's no. name is? No, no, absolutely not.
1: If they use um, initials as their first and middle name and then a full last name like jd silva yeah or um i don't know those ones good authors it's great rr uh, R. martin let's see jrr okay. R. tolkien
4: there's there's two more and i don't know if i'm gonna say them we've, we've already taken a very dark turn with this podcast i'm probably just gonna we can edit them out i'll say okay this whole segment might need to be edited out after this how about don't call him shitty it's city sissoko (laughs) (laughs) okay okay last one i can't i can't can't do this last one guys all
1: right we'll save the last one for for okay uh the uncontested after i texted this one to jacob earlier
4: did you yes and I will not be uttered on the pod.
3: I don't think. Yeah, we're gonna get. You'll get it after the pod's over. I, I hey, I, full disclosure. You did not I, send me one. I was ready to move on to certain things, and and you know, it's this is if if we get canceled on YouTube, yeah, it's well, still getting canceled. I'm I am correct. not implicated in any of this. That is correct.
1: All right, we're at an hour ten. Do we have time for around the association, or are we calling it a night?
3: You could definitely make it pretty quick, just like it's going to happen. Let's do it, Silva. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right.
2: I don't even know where you're
4: sitting
2: at.
1: All right, boys. Game 7. Who you got? Boston. Dude, I kind of have Boston, which is insane
4: because the, the teams are 0-150 when being down 3 but
1: it feels like Boston at this point. We're going to get a first time ever. That's insane. So my question for you, if Boston wins, should the narrative be how impressive it is for Boston to come back from the grave? Yes. Or... Should it be the massive crumbling of the Miami Heat?
3: It's Boston coming back from the grave because trying to beat somebody four times in a row is very, very, very difficult. I mean, not to say that Miami didn't win three times in a row, Um, but Boston doesn't have the... Not Boston. Miami does not have the players. They don't have the depth. They don't have the quality of talent. They don't have the juice every night, as we saw with Jimmy Butler, Uh, even though it looked like it it appeared they had one, which Derek White had that last second tip in that we talked about at the very beginning of the pod. Uh, I just think, I don't think Miami is going to be able to make it. And so this is, for me, A, Boston doing what they should have been doing the entire time, which is Jason Tatum get like if you want to be a star and we knew this, you want to be a superstar in the NBA, you need to act like it. You need to play like it, go to the lane, stop shooting jump shots or just giving the ball away to Jalen Brown or, or, or Derek White or somebody like that. That's stupid. Um, and so to me, it's Boston showing the resilience. I mean that Al Horford block last night or whatever, when it, when it was, when it was, that was big down the stretch as we saw. And, um, it's again. It's just. It's. It is a big comeback by Boston to defeat Jimmy Butler and those dudes four games in a row because they held them in check for their three straight games. I'm totally with you. I mean, the Heat got to where they are because of
4: uh, just extraordinary shooting by by everyone, uh, but especially guys like Caleb Martin, Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, just playing way, way, way above their their means. And you know, good for them for making it this far. Short bench. Short the gas
1: just ran out. Yeah. And injuries for Miami. Does it right. help? Right. If Boston wins Monday night, what is your finals prediction and how many games? I don't want to be too harsh. It feels like
4: Denver. I'm, I'm for sure picking Denver. It feels like Denver and I, six.
3: Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six. I'll go
1: five.
3: I almost said five. I almost said five because of how tired Boston's yeah, legs are going to be. Been
1: hanging out for a week, dude. Yeah,
3: and, and- been able to scout for several games, uh, yeah. all sets and everything. Uh, it's, I I wanted to say Denver in five, but I will give the benefit of the doubt of Jason Tatum just going nuts uh, because of the guys they have in the in the backcourt slash front court. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison to what Miami would have obviously offered, if it was Miami, it would have been a sweep. Um, I agree. But I think I think Boston, obviously, I think they get four. I think they get two games. Excuse me.
1: It's um, yeah. I love the Denver Boston matchup. Getting we talked about Aaron Gordon on Jason Tatum. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. You get um Brown on, uh, Horford and Jokic. Yeah,
3: that could be good, but that's I mean, a. That's a fun matchup. That's I like Horford, but Jokic is. I'm really excited about that matchup. We talked a lot about how Anthony Davis is like
1: cooked in a lab to guard someone like Jokic, and Jokic gave him 27, 14, and 10 for a series. Like
3: totally different games. Totally different games.
1: I agree, but I just think Jokic is stupid good. It'll be tough. The skill level of that guy is.
3: I also drafted
1: during a Taco Bell commercial, and be doing this is incredible.
3: I also don't think that Al Horford is asked to do t- as much on offense as a d was asked to do That's for the fair. Lakers true, where I think I think Al Horford's main objective is, yeah, like free flow free flow the offense, you know, make your assists here, or there, get the rebounds. Uh, if you get easy buckets on pick-and-rolls or pick-and-pops, cool. They're not asking him to do much on offense, which allows him to save his energy to do uh, what he needs to do against Jokic. And he's a an I- high IQ player. not saying that AD isn't. But um, I think it's kind of different different circumstances as far as saving your body and repairing. But again, Al Horford's just going through a seven-game series. And he's old. And he's older.
1: Yeah. Marcus Smart guarding um, Jamal, Jamal Murray. I mean, it's going to, it'll be a fun matchup. I just, Denver's got too much. Denver's They've the one been, team
4: that has not messed around in these. Playoffs.
1: Denver's been awesome, dude. So good.
3: I could see Boston. I, I could see, but if Boston actually played to their potential, I could see them actually winning.
1: That's the thing.
4: Yeah. That's what I could me the most. Yeah. Like Jason so Tatum
3: has the talent to go nuclear every single game. And. He's just he's MIA a lot. Jalen Brown, same situation. They just and have nobody
1: have, to facilitate the
4: offense. Is yeah. the problem? They don't. They're they're. Al Horford used to be that guy, right? And now it's like Marcus Smart. They they can't like I've heard this on podcast recently, but like Jokic and Jamal Murray, they can run pick and rolls together, create as many open shots as, and mismatches as they want. Jalen and Jason cannot do that. You're just switching the two best wing defenders. So that's how it
3: is. And okay. this is what's happening in Los Angeles, but in the Clippers, but these guys keep on, their guys keep on getting hurt. They're right. wings. Yeah. Same thing.
1: Yep. Totally agree. All right. I think that's all for us guys.
3: Yes. Yippers.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any thoughts or ideas on trade-up possibilities for the Thunder in this draft, hit us up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, drop it in the YouTube comments, If you also have any other fun nicknames that JD didn't already hit.
4: I'm so sorry for that segment.
1: Drop those as well. Would love to hear those. We will be back with you guys again Wednesday night talking more NBA draft, talking NBA finals because we will know the matchup. I don't know when game one is. Is it Wednesday night? Thursday night? Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday night. So we'll be talking NBA finals as well. Come hang out with us. If you don't already, sub to the YouTube channel so you can watch us live on the podcast version thank you so much go drop that five star wherever you listen to your pods at we'll see you guys in a few days enjoy if you're in america your holiday your your extra day off on monday if you're abroad uh have a good monday we'll see you guys on wednesday until then and as always thunder up